Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and this is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. On today's episode, I'm sharing a song as a tool to help us process our feelings. Hello and happy Thanksgiving week. I am full of gratitude that you are here as a listener of the show. Thank you so much. I wish you light and love. I hope you're grateful for who you are and how you're learning to move through the world and let go of what no longer serves you. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for me to make a special announcement about a December live stream that we are offering at every level on our Patreon. So I'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. I just finished the boundaries course and every year before it, I think, oh, maybe I'll take a break the next year, but I wind up loving it so very much. It's a course I teach live each October and it isn't available as an evergreen course. So every year I move through it live and in real time with everybody that signs up and it makes me realize how far I've come. Every year, people do the course a second or a third time, and some have even done it four times. And it's so encouraging and beautiful to have people acknowledge their own growth, to witness someone see their own growth, y'all. It is just the most moving thing. I can't even put it into words. It's lovely to see people saying, wow, I can see how different I am now. Wow, I'm so different than the first year. Wow, I've come so far. I've learned so much. And watching the first timers who feel raw and are trying to figure out what boundaries are, what they mean, how to use them, what their own struggles are, coming to terms with the boundaries that we need instead of the boundaries that we want. It's beautiful for those first timers to be able to see that growth in real time. That's so much more powerful than me saying it for y'all to see it in each other. Boundaries are, in my opinion, the hardest thing we will ever do. As highly sensitive people and survivors and people pleasers in recovery, because boundaries and relating to ourselves and others, it's just not going to be like a math problem, y'all. Boundaries, relating to ourselves, relating to other human beings, this is an art form that we will be expanding on for a lifetime as seekers. 
we are artists in these way. We are healing artists. We are human artists trying to bring art to this human messiness, this condition of humanity that each of us is doing very singularly and independently and together with the rest of the tribe. No true artist is ever done cultivating their style or moving through seasons of different expression, different art form, and expanding their relationship with their art, how they express it, what they feel. And we do the same for our self-care, the same with boundaries, the same with releasing, the same with our growth work. As seekers and highly sensitive people, as empaths, as survivors, we are fine-tuning the art of what it is to be a human being relating to ourselves and the, all these other human beings on the planet. If you're new to the show, when I teach, I, I use my story. I shared with this group my emotional process for giving myself no contact boundaries years ago with my family. This year, I talked more about the boundaries I've had with my sisters and my stepdaughter. I've helped countless people over the course of my career figure out the boundaries that they need to have peace and calm so that they can have the space, the time, the energy to actually calm, heal, ground, and take care of their nervous system so that they can learn to feel more solid, more centered, more peaceful, and leave survival mode and get into thriving mode. Now, when we face such challenges with relating to our families of origin, we don't want to have to have any kind of boundaries That's the truth of being a big-hearted, big feeler of a person. It's easier for our human psyches, our mental, our emotional parts to think of or to categorize child abuse or neglect, dysfunction as a problem in the love department in our families. We have more comfort with black and white thinking here, all or nothing thinking. We simply and maybe subconsciously have more comfort thinking about abusive homes or children that are living through dysfunctional families, that there would be a lack of love there, or that the problem has something to do with love. It's uncomfortable to consider that people who love each other can also hit or be cruel, manipulate, gaslight can use, can neglect, can abandon or abuse, can take too much, can sort of smother us with their entitlement or their immaturity. We might prefer the simplicity of thinking about family systems that operate with so much dysfunction as loveless or love lacking. And love can certainly be lacking in a home or between family members. I am not the person now or ever who will tell you that every parent loves their child. I don't believe that that is as automatic as we would maybe cross our fingers and naively hope. But with my story and most of the family systems that I've worked with and been honored to be let into the process of figuring out, love wasn't absent. It was just wrapped in layers of dysfunction. One of the things that we grieve and deal with if we come from such a dysfunctional home is that we cannot, despite our best efforts, because many of us try so hard over-functioning from that place of codependency, to try to separate the love from the dysfunction as our human parts relate. I tried that for a long time, particularly with my siblings. I am the eldest, 
And I very much mothered them. I changed their diapers. I held their hands. I encouraged them. I protected them whenever I could. I love my siblings who I am no contact with. And I know with every fiber of my being that they love me. Love was never the problem. Love was and is wrapped in manipulation. It's wrapped in power struggle. It's wrapped in emotional immaturity. It's wrapped in competition. It's wrapped in insecurity. And just like so many of you out there, I put so much energy into trying to separate that out so that I could stay and receive the love and stay and give the love that I wanted to give in our human forms. This is one of those episodes that may hit some of you differently. This isn't an episode that has maybe any answers, but I hope you are able to take what you need from it. I'm going to share a song with you, and song, music, lyrics, they help us make sense of what we're going through. They help us process and feel, not just process and think, but process and feel. They help us release our deep, highly sensitive emotion. And when we were raised day after day after day after day in a dysfunctional environment, even with the acknowledgement of people doing their best, that's the truth of it. My mom, my biological father, my abusive adoptive father, my siblings, I know now, and I couldn't have known it earlier because my anger was so consuming that I couldn't get to the place of peace, of allowing, of acceptance until I moved through all of my grief, grieving every part of those relationships that I just couldn't have, I couldn't make happen despite my best efforts. And I know so many of you listening have tried so, so very, very hard. I think we try so hard because our inner child in a very pure, innocent, and naive way goes, no, this is possible. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. One of the things that I shared from my story and that I teach every year is that as sensitive people, we seem to have collectively entered some sort of agreement without realizing it with each other in our highly sensitive tribe. And I'm going to say all, and I know I don't believe in speaking in alls, but pretty much every highly sensitive survivor that comes from such a family has done what I've done too, and maybe you've done it without realizing it. It's that we take this idea that we should give people second chances, that we should allow space time, energy to repair, that we should put effort towards our relationships and give second chances, give ourselves a chance to grow, to mature, to evolve. It all sounds so good, but somehow highly sensitive people have heard that teaching over the years and morphed it, bent it, tweaked it into an idea of well, I should give unlimited chances while I continue to over-function and wear myself out. This was never the intention of this sentiment that we give people time and space and grace and forgiveness to grow and change and meet us halfway. Highly sensitive people really have this tendency to chase, to push, to prod, to pull other people towards healthiness, fueled by a desperation that desperation is fueled because we don't want to process the loss. We don't want to feel the feelings. We don't want to deal with the reality 
that sometimes we are over-functioning to someone else's under-functioning, that we are willing to do the work, no matter how messy, no matter how upsetting, no matter how intense, no matter how many mistakes we make, to get clearer and clearer and clearer and to get further and further and further away of survival mode and everything that that is so that we can thrive. And we don't want to thrive in isolation. We really do want to thrive with our families. We want to thrive with our loved ones. If we're facing something like separation or a breakup or a divorce, the truth is we have wanted to be able to thrive and make it work. Anytime we are making the decision or feel forced to make the decision to walk away or to have very, very strong boundaries. So as we heal, we learn to deal with what I call dysfunctional hope from a place of desperation that fuels us to overfunction codependently. When I think about my siblings in the spiritual sense, I send them love. I send them care. I send them hope. I send them happy birthday and happy holiday wishes. And I maintain my human feet on the earth ground boundaries that I have learned that I needed, that I never, ever, ever wanted, but I finally faced that I needed and gave them to myself. And that's what gave me the time and space to ground, to calm, to soothe, and to teach my nervous system that I didn't have to keep responding in those old patterns that I learned as a child and learned in my family system. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. I want to share the lyrics of a song with you, and I want to thank Aubrey. Give her a little shout-out. Hello, Aubrey. Thank you for sharing this song with me. And on Patreon, we will link to this song so that you can hear it. And I'm sorry that the law says I can't play it for you right here, so please bear with me and give me a little bit of grace as I awkwardly speak what is so much better in song. This song is Bad For Me by Megan Trainer. Please don't make promises that you can't keep. Your best intentions end up hurting me. No matter what, I love you endlessly. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. I can't tell you what I want to say because I'm afraid that you won't change. Sometimes I just want to scream in your face. But when you're in pain, I just walk away. And my, my therapist told me to write you a letter. She said if I did, it would make me feel better. But it wouldn't do shit even if I sent it. Because you won't get it 
you're too damn selfish. Please don't make promises that you can't keep. Your best intentions end up hurting me. No matter what, I'll love you endlessly. But I gotta run. I gotta run from your reality. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. Damn, it's hard for me to let go from someone I held so close. Damn, it's hard for me to draw that line and leave you on the other side. But my, my therapist told me to write you a letter. She said if I did, it would make me feel better. But it wouldn't do shit even if I sent it. Because you won't get it. You're too damn selfish. Please don't make promises that you can't keep. Your best intentions end up hurting me. No matter what, I'll love you endlessly. But I gotta run. I gotta run from your reality. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. And when you lie, there's a part of you that dies that I'm left with. I'm left with. It gets hectic. It gets hectic. When you lie and when you lie, I wonder why I try. But you can't help it. You're too damn selfish. Please don't make promises that you can't keep. Because your best intentions end up hurting me. No matter what, I'll love you endlessly. But I gotta run. I gotta run from your reality. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. One of the things that came out of this year's Boundaries course was this idea of sacred selfishness. And in our self-care and in our boundaries work, we do learn how to take care of ourselves, how to stop over-functioning in relationships. And we learn the difference between a selfishness that creates a rigidity, a refusal to grow beyond the comfort zone in some of our dysfunctional family members. We have been part of those family systems. We have been dysfunctional family members. There's so much courage in facing that. There's so much grounded reality in facing that. When we take personal responsibility for everything that we are, everything that we've been, everything that we want to be, every thought, every behavior, that's how we find our freedom. We learn the difference between that kind of selfishness that keeps us locked into old patterns, old dysfunction, old programming. And we find our sacred selfishness. One of the wild things that happens after you're past the big giant fears about what it's going to mean to be a boundaried person, to live your life through boundaries, to put your foot down and refuse to let your own energy be so drained and exhausted, is that at first we might have a great clearing. There might be space. We might be lonely. And while we do this work currently, it's 2022, loneliness may be the issue of our time. Every single client that I have, every highly sensitive person that I know is telling me that they are lonely. 
we may be experiencing the great disconnection for so many reasons that are way too big for me to name right now in this moment, but you feel it. I know you do. But the great big giant surprise that comes from this awakening, from this permission to live through boundaries, to be more self-respecting, more self-loving, is that actually we have more healthy, non-codependent, reciprocal, respectful, maturity, adulting, to relate to other people, to give away. We get to show up more for ourselves and more for other people because we actually learn how to be more rested. And from permission to say no to more things, we actually find more space and permission to also say yes to more things. This work is scary. It's confronting. And we can do it. We are worth the work. And I hope that by me sharing my story, that I give you someone to see in the world who has made the choice to have very extreme boundaries with people she loves very much. And it is truly what I've needed to heal. I don't believe I could have healed if I had stayed in the family dynamic. And I am so glad that so many of you don't need that level of boundaries. But there are some of you that do. I can say with full confidence and sincerity that I am 100% peaceful about these boundaries. And I didn't think I'd ever be able to say that, own that, believe that, and get there. Because that's how it feels until you're there. It's possible. And not only that, it's probable for you to get to peace with whatever boundaries you need, whatever growth edge you need to lean into. And the way that you feel right now is not your destiny. It's just feelings. And as you move through those feelings, they will shift. We grieve in so many different ways and so many different layers. And the end of all grieving processes, no matter how different they are for each of us on the individual level, is acceptance. And from that acceptance, there is so much peace. I am genuinely peaceful. And I hope all of you listening in all of the ways that you deserve, that you work towards the peace that I believe is our birthright. I also want to invite you to take care of yourselves through food. We have a very special bonus live stream coming up December 1st. Crystal Catalina, our soul care coach, will be doing an hour-long live stream at patreon.com backslash emotional badass on holidays and emotional eating. Normally, our live streams are at the $10 level, but this special holiday live stream with Crystal will be available at all levels of Patreon. So you can hop on at the $2 level or the $5 level and get all the content there and check out this special live stream. It'll be the week after Thanksgiving and a few weeks before the holiday break at the end of the year. Those of you who are struggling with emotional eating, it's a time and a space where you can come submit questions. We'll be streaming December 1st. This is a great way to just throw some questions into the ring. Ask that question that you've always wanted to ask. I don't know if you've realized this, but if you like my show, I'm a bit of an oddball. I process differently. I think differently. And if you do too, it's okay to show up to our live streams and ask me or Crystal Catalina whatever you want in a nuanced way. If it's an odd or a strange question, we'll figure it out and we'll help you get to the bottom of what you're trying to ask and, and what you need there to be able to take care of yourselves. 
holidays and emotional eating, that is a hot topic. It is certainly a struggle. So it's a good time to do it coming off of Thanksgiving and going into that next holiday realm. It's a way to support yourself getting ready for the new year. So come jump on Patreon at any level to ask Crystal some questions, to participate, to hang out, and to be part of our Patreon community. I'm an emotional badass, you're an emotional badass, and together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see you right here next week, same time, same place. Light and love and gratitude. Bye-bye and happy Thanksgiving. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.